Welcome, listener, to S.J. Write More. I'm S.J., and this is my personal audio diary, brought to you by the monstrous sludge of my thoughts. It's where I talk about business and writing, all in the hope of becoming a successful entrepreneur and published author. I post as often as I can about what thoughts and topics I think are important to making my career goals a reality. Don't be afraid to jump in. A little mud never hurt anyone. Well, maybe my mud will scare you a bit. Let's talk about the forever ongoing Amazon mud fight. I'm about to I'm about I'm about <laughs> to jump into the subject matter here, but I wanted to have you celebrate with me a week being on this thing and doing it consistently and not burning out and just loving life and having fun doing this. Where I come from, that's that's a big deal. A week is a big deal, people. I had only planned to make this video pretty short but um apparently I got inspired with the information and it just kept getting longer and longer and longer and longer and longer man did I just have a public speaking video or what (laughs) apparently not be prepared for the onslaught do you know what you would make as a self-published author no well it can vary Amazon ranges from uh, 35% royalty to 70% royalties, but you need to pay attention to the rules and stipulation that might bump you from a 70% to a 35%. Do you know which countries automatically start out with the 35% with KDP Direct and go up to a 70% with a KDP Select? Do you have other e-distribution sites or are you exclusive with KDP Select? Do you choose to become a bestseller by the number of pages read? That's KDP Select, by the way. Or do you become a bestseller from all of your total profits combined of books sold? What about Ingram Spark? What is that? What is Smashwords? What is StreetLib and Publish Drive? How do you get books into Google with their 70% royalty rate, which with stipulations, always stipulations, and their no delivery fee? Gotta watch out for those. Plus the added bonus with Google's 52% royalty for other countries. Apple iBooks at 70%, Barnes & Noble 60% or 40%, Smashwords 60%, Kobo 70 or 45%, Lulu 80% for print and 90% for ebooks. The variety ranges and contracts for traditional publishing, don't get me started. The 10% royalty rate for the hardback, the 8% for the paperback, and not to mention the fine print that also controls how much you get back depending on how many books sold. Did I mention that Amazon distributes 80% in sales for ebooks? Which means they're winning and they have the market covered. Okay, (laughs) now if you're still with me, take a deep breath. I know I just traumatized you a little. If you're anything like me, you're going to want to throw up. I've most likely overwhelmed you with the amount of options and decision-making you're going to have to think about and make in the future. So, we're going to ground you. Be ready for it. Grounding commence. I always start with sound, usually, but you're kind of listening to me, so who knows if this is going to work. Take out one of your earpieces. Pick out the loudest sound. Can you hear it? And this is going to be around you. This is not me. So don't listen to anything on the audio. You're going to want to find the loudest sound around you. Okay, now that you've heard that, can you pick out the most quiet sound? 
Then look around and describe what you can see. Make a list as many as you can. See it? Then, how do you feel? Any pain? Are you sitting? Are you standing? Can you flex your feet and your hands? Stretch a little. And tell me what you taste. For most people, it's acid. Are you back with me? I just demonstrated to you what my brain does on a daily basis. I have to know everything right now, but my answers always breed more questions. I want to do things as soon as possible, and I need every bit of information to do them. My brain will obsess over it until I get overwhelmed, I can't stand it anymore, I want to throw up, and I can't handle all the information overload that I had just given myself. So what I needed to do, and always have to do, by the end of it, is start grounding, which is just basically a form of meditation that I kind of made you go through. But it helps when I get overloaded so that I can keep going after the meditation to start researching and learning some more. Every fiber of my being screams not enough knowledge. I feel like I need to be an expert, expert status level. Not so that I can lie to you listeners and pretend that I'm something that I'm not, so that I can have every perspective, every loophole, every unexpected possible end result, and every event figured out. But this is not the reality. Yeah, my brain may like to think that I could combat all of those issues, it's a pretty picture I've built up in my brain. True mastery is constant knowledge, constant doing, constant failing, and most of all, in my opinion, patience. I know you want to get out there and post your book in whatever ebook distribution company offers you the best deal. Find readers, find freedom, and cultivate your best life. But I want you to remove yourself from your own head for a second. Exist outside of time and space. See your body in your mind's eye. Picture being an infinite God over your life. You're no longer swayed by your emotions, events, and people. Look at who you are and ask, is it time? When you do this, you will know when to take the next step. Doing this without fail has helped me find and stick to my own path. It has helped me find comfort when my brain starts to doubt starts to go, well, I should be moving on this. I should be hiring an editor for this. I should be already looking for people to format my book and people to do the cover art. And then I need to be getting into the whatever ebook distribution offers me the best deal. And I want to move now and I want to find all the knowledge now and I don't want to do anything else. But when I look back on who I am as a person and I settle and I get all the emotions out of my head, I realize now's not the time. I'm in the stage of learning and growing, and I'm embracing that stage. I have chosen the harder road, the longer road. It's why I'm sharing my journey. I'm slowly, but working all the time to do what it takes to get there. My road isn't best, it isn't the worst, but I'm so at peace and incredibly happy with the speed in which I'm doing it all. I may not think of that, some moments in my life, I might think I'm going too slow, but when I put everything into perspective, it's perfect. This will not be the first time that I talk about e-distribution. In fact, I'm going to talk about it a lot. 
Even though I don't see myself actually publishing my book for another year or two or more, I do this, I learn every day, is so that I can be ready to take over the driver's seat. I need to keep my mind sharp if I want to keep it from being lazy. We need to start exercising all of our muscles and truly discovering the knowledge of our industry, whether it be any type of entrepreneur task that you've set yourself to do or finish, or if it is in the publishing world, you need to start learning about it now. Take baby steps. Don't overwhelm yourself because you can easily do that, but just start learning. There is no clear winner in the e-distribution world. Since Amazon is that fat guy who is sitting in the middle, so fat that the mud is getting into his stomach rolls as he pumps mud balls from his flabby arms, while his competitors are ducking and weaving. Everyone else is just as dirty. Business is a dirty and grimy game. Roll up your sleeves. They won't see you coming, but they will pay attention when you're pumping out those mud monkeys. Here is your big steaming pile of mud monkey for the day. Luke Coppersmith, owner of Source Consulting, defines entrepreneur as this. To me, an entrepreneur is a person that orchestrates through their own personal gumption, initiative, and resources with a degree of insanity, collectively towards an effort to turn a business concept into a business reality. Have you noticed that none of these quotes that I give you talk about the speed in which these people do it? They hustle. They work hard. They put in as many hours as they can a day. But they have to work at their own speed. And you've got to find that too. bonus material time. I thought you guys might want to know since I do this sort of thing often. I did something last night in my sleep that normal people do. I dreamt. I dreamt of being at an airport last night, but I, for the life of me, couldn't find my ticket. Then I couldn't find my license, and then I couldn't find my name badge. I don't know why I needed a name badge, and I puzzled over it in my dream, but I still couldn't find it, and I wanted it. And then I went back to looking for my license again, and then I found my license. But then I lost it for some, somehow I lost it in my bag after I'd found it. And this is all happening while I'm having a massive panic attack. The ones I used to get in real life. My dream husband, my husband in my dream, (laughs) he is my dream husband, but he was also in my dream. He gets disgusted with me freaking out and decides to board the plane. He leaves me there looking for my ID and my name card and my ticket and I'm just freaking out because I'm seeing all of the passengers board the plane but I'm not going to be able to do it because I'm panicking. I'm hitting that stage where I just stop functioning. Everything just it just goes red and it's it's awful. (laughs) And so I keep this little cycle going up until I'm like no wait a second wait a second I don't have to do this. I'm dreaming and I wake myself up. (laughs) but my heart was already racing thank goodness it wasn't an actual panic attack if it was I wouldn't have been able to stop after I had woken up I have had massive panic attacks in my sleep before so here's my interpretation 
I gave myself PTSD. I had just talked a little bit about it in the last episode, and I let you guys know that I had found a way to control and get rid of my anxiety. I'm so terrified of it coming back. So terrified, in fact, that it's exhibiting itself in my dreams. (laughs) I'm terrified of going back to the way that I was living. I was a nightmare. I feel like I was always trying to at least mitigate the damages because I was toxic. And I always thought of my poor husband and how I needed to try and constantly not let my mental health issues affect him. Obviously, him leaving in the dream to get on the plane was my fear of him leaving. Me in real life. The plane represents dreams because it can fly. I didn't need to use any of my normal resources to interpret the dream, my dream book, or any of the online resources I normally use. I had already learned a bit about what flying meant. And I learned about it in the episode of Songbird, if you want to go hear a little bit more of why flying kind of represents dreams. But I'm on the cusp of making my dreams a reality, so that's why I dreamt about self-sabotaging myself, because that's what I did every time in the past. Anyway, thought you guys might find that interesting. That, that's what I dreamt of last night. And, yeah. <laughs> Lots of meaning there. You love it, don't you? <laughs> reached the end of my rope thanks for listening reach out to me by email or by voice message you can just say hi or talk about your comments of the episode or previous episodes or even share your dreams with me i'll look them up in my dream book and tell you what i think make sure you drop a deuce (laughs) no drop me a line and let me know if it's okay to to use it for a future episode or if it's only for my ears alone don't want to do any of that reviews always help Thank you so much for showing up. I'm SJ, and um, I'm about to go write more, but I have a video to go record. So I'll do that, and then I'll go write more. (laughs) Bye.